0: Okay. It
1: happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves.
2: Nearly a two-word review it just a
3: shit sandwich. I will roll the record up the that man. That right like, there is a lot, lot. of Welcome back to The Basement Philly Music Lovers You are now tuned in yet another exciting adventure With us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast I am your host, Kevin, as usual And we've got another edition of our Discologist series For you here today Um, going to be talking about a little little Album called OK Computer By a little band named Radiohead If that's your sort of thing Now look this is, uh, <laughs> There's a lot that's been said about this album uh, Maybe even too much but I think one thing we have to keep in mind Is that when it came out back in Way back in 1987 In July of 1987 There really was nothing like it uh, There was um, To say it's an evolution Of, of the, the Brit rock That was going on at the time is, is an understatement It was their first Foray into shattering Boundaries a uh, uh, MO that was sort of And still has I think dominated their career to this day uh, but this was, this was the first step. It was the first step after two mighty fine pop rock albums, Pablo Honey and The Bands. And, uh, and it, it wrecked everybody's brains and, and, uh, left its mark. And, I, and I think in many ways, guitar based rock and roll, uh, may have been at least the more forward thinking guitar based rock and roll, the indie guitar based rock and roll, has been trying to play catch up ever since. So that's 20 years on. Uh, so to to dig into this Invited a few people over You're going to hear uh, myself You're going to hear Eduardo, Mr. Marcus Dowling Ian Tarangi uh, You're going to hear Carrie She's on this one And uh, we're just going to we're gonna dig in a little Give you a little info dump on the OK Computer And talk about a few of the songs And just sort of celebrate this On its close to 20th birthday And, uh, and that's it That's the whole podcast That's what we do when these discologists Dig into a classic album so if that's your thing, and you're just like, yeah, I think, I think I, I, I'm due to revisit this album with our friends over there at Chunky Glasses, the podcast, then let's get into it. Here we go, heading down to the basement to talk about the 20-year-old Radiohead classic, OK Computer. to talk about okay computer yes <laughs> yet another uh episode or edition of discologist uh down here we have not the crew we originally assembled but it is is a uh, nevertheless a awesome crew we Have carrie hello. Is back and uh mr ian Taranji. hello abandoning your baby of one month
4: Abandoning. for a little while abandoning no
3: you got a good family you got to take care of it's, it's,
4: papa it's, it's, was a it's papa was be. a rolling stone
3: kid, yeah
1: kid me, <laughs> and kid it's be. also
4: it's
3: four weeks Mr. Not four Dowling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is now you know it's funny when uh, i'm not going to yeah when i was putting this together i uh, and I, and this is this is on me i was like there's no way Dowling is interested in talking about OK Computer.
2: Oh, that's, this is freshman year of college for me. Yeah, so. This was a very special time in life. This was a time where, like, yeah. I, I, I was always a rock fan, but, like, this kind of stuff didn't really speak to me. And uh, I, was, I was dating someone freshman year, and she gave me this. She slid this record under my door because we were having a fight. And she decided that this, <laughs> this album would be the way to, like, my heart. I, that wasn't the case wow. but I really liked the album I, so. I,
5: I or launch you Tur- into a depression that would last <laughs> for That's decades I, I, I had somebody
3: do that with the uh, Toadlet Sprocket, Sprocket album not the good one like, oh. the, like the second one and I was yeah. just like that didn't work no
5: it's that like didn't work out it under either. my this door this solidifies our breakup and I was like yeah
2: I, I want to keep Uh-oh. this CD but you beat, you beat me to the punch I <laughs> don't want to keep our relationship from good
5: I had someone do that with Spend Doctors
2: that's That's
5: no, I'm I've kidding. There's no home, way home that anybody. Roof? No, no. <laughs> that actually oh, wow. is more. That that is, I was making a joke, but you uh, know them all, so that's more on you than me. That
3: is, that is water that you hear here. We are we are down here in the basement, <laughs> and uh, we are here to talk about it now. I'm on it. now, it's just, what thirty years? 20. No, 20. 20, 20 years. Twenty years. When you get our age, please God, no. Gary, You're like yeah, for fuck's sake. like It the years just slide by, but. Back in 1997, there was a lot of weird shit going on. Yeah. Uh, usually, we um, we like to list all the all the hot singles that were there, but uh, this one, the only research I did was drinking a bunch of beer and doing, eating some hot dogs. So we're not going to do that. There we go. Uh, we are no, not a fast based no, podcast. No, but you, you all know what it was. It was it was uh, post Nirvana, very post Nirvana. Yes, very post Nirvana. It, yeah. it was and and. Radiohead originally their their classic album possibly their best album back me up Eduardo cosign no. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll cosign it as well Pop, I will Honey, as well um, know. you know had, had, <laughs> had, had, I strenuously had, object <laughs> <laughs> had risen up the charts and and then they put out an album called The Bends which was a building it, it, to me this was a this was just sort of a, a dick slap to Oasis. She's like, you think you know guitar rock? Here's guitar rock. And and Ian, I think you would agree. Like this is the the band's is the, the defining guitar rock album of that era.
4: Yeah, like, until it, this one came around, I feel. Like. Well, maybe, but but it because I think that there's a lot of really interesting guitar work that's on this album.
3: Well, sure, yeah. sure, sure. But it, it was it but, was but bigger. the is
5: was a lot more accessible than yeah. this. Yeah.
4: one. yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, it was it was the Brit It's pop. straight. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of straight, straight uh, electric guitar through a Marshall and acoustic. Right. On the bands. Right. Well, it's a
5: bunch of singles strung together that you yes. can listen to individually. And- yeah.
3: Right. It established the sad Tom York, the angry Tom York, <laughs> Angst. the happy Tom York. Like it, it established all that stuff. And so, so, what you would have expected from this band after that, and that was in what, like 95? 95. Yeah, 95. Yeah. What you would have expected after that was uh, honestly more of the same. I think this is a band that brought you creep. As much as I love Pablo, Honey, and uh, you know it is full of pop hits, so that's why I love it. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 pop. It's trying to be something else, uh, and, and failing. <laughs> um, and and uh, then along comes '97, and, and we're talking about like shit. What's out then? Yeah. God,
4: I mean, I guess my 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 meta comment on this would be that. And, and I can just kind of put myself back in where I was because I grew up on 80s rock, 80s metal, and stuff like that. And, you know, we got into that post-grunge, post-Nirvana mm-hmm. era, and I'm kind of sitting there like, all right, where is rock going? And when I heard this album, I was like, okay, this is where it's going. And I think yeah. sort of like the irony is that it's actually not really at all where rock went. <laughs> rock just <laughs> right. rock just kind of died. And so whereas I thought this was a departure point, it really was maybe sort of an apex of...
3: yeah. I mean, right. what what we expected from this album uh, um, was the band's part two, maybe.
2: I mean, yeah. That was that was logical, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it's like for me, I I I loved Oasis when Oasis like hit like uh, you know, What's the story, Morning Glory? I was like, okay, this is the the greatest rock album I've heard in like five years. Like this is the this is the thing that I really wanted rock to do after hair metal stopped being a thing that I mm-hmm. could, like really care about, yeah. because it was like angry and the ballads were there. Like Wonderwall was like there, and it's like this big giant ballsy ballad in the way that like Every Rose Has a Story is a big giant ballsy ballad. And I'm like, okay, these guys are British, but they have they they're of the same ilk. Like, they could easily be poison. Like, it could easily. Like, they're just like, the music is one in the same. Yeah, like, put on some makeup. Right. It's Give like, him a pink guitar. Yeah, I'm like, this is all like the same, like, kind of like ballsy, arrogant, kind of like, oh, you it, know. It,
3: it was very LA strip with the trash talking. It yeah. was just like, yeah. And I yeah. love that
2: stuff. And then it was like, you know, like, the Radiohead stuff was there, and Creep is phenomenal. And it's like this great, and I, and I think this that's all the disc record. Song. It's like. Can we back up on that real quick?
3: For anybody hating on, on the song "Creep," you're wrong. No, yeah, great song. Like, Creep, it, it's fucking phenomenal. It's Creep was like it, you can't hear that song and be like,
2: "God, that okay. sucks." Creep was great because I thought the the one thing that I thought that everything that grunge, everything that grunge was save save like Soundgarden, like grunge lacked soul, mm-hmm. all manner of like actual R and B that like needs to exist in my mind for rock music to be like really rocking and fun like i'm like there's none of that existed in grunge like it was like the antithesis of all of that like even if you like even if you think like you know talk dirty to me is a shitty song like it's really soulful it comes out of like the blues tradition it does there's it's it's undeniable so you had that thing happening and then there's like okay so grunge happens and then i heard creep and i'm like wait so like this is actually a band that like plays this like grungy sort of thing and it's like really morose and like i just want to like you know like Slice all of my wrists at the same time, but it's like okay, no, there's actually like a like a pickup here, and there's like this, this this bluesy like jazzy guitar thing happening, and like the guy singing, just like he really fucking means it, like yeah, he's sad as shit, but yeah, I get it, and I was like, and Man. there's a
4: killer thrash guitar too, right? Yeah. I'm
2: like okay, I could deal, I could deal with this. I can't deal with anything that like Nirvana ever did. I was I was an angry, hmm. angsty. Nirvana hater at that point, but I'm like, oh yeah, 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 this 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 Radiohead thing down. Plus, well, you look well,
5: terrible in plaid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but he is wearing
0: That's Doc right. Martin, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. I'm looking through the
5: uh, Pitchfork highest rated albums of 1997, and out of the twenty. 20- Pretty much the only one that you would have ever listened to in 1998 would have been this album, um, <laughs> except maybe like Yola Tango, I can hear the heart beating as yeah. one. Oh, that's, that's a good album. It's yeah. a great album, yeah. but it's not one that you pick back like up Yola and. Tango. If you oh, don't even start, there's so <laughs> we're not, many. We're quite, not it. here.
0: We're not here to relitigate Yola Tango.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I wasn't here. To... <laughs> no. um, um, but but if you look through the list of anything from like the late 90s, not not a lot really. No stands out and this album and it's funny that kevin you said i can't you know at, at first when you said this is 30 years old when we were when you had said okay we're going to talk about this album and i looked at it and i was like this is only 20 years old yeah. it's one of these albums where you you read about it and they're like oh it just transcends time and it definitely speaks to now it speaks to where we were in the you know the mid-2000s this is this came out before 9-11 and this whole and it came out before dystopian George um, W. Bush. It came out before mm-hmm. George W. Which Bush, which is important. Which is important. It came out. It's almost like in this album, if he whispered, uh, "Donald Trump is going to be president." Well, th- we're, we're going to this make a we, whole we're lot more gonna get to that. We're absolutely going to get to that. But but it's also like I feel like this has not only does it feel like it's always been around but it goes backward in time as well. I feel like it came out when I was in high school and college and it came out when I was out of law school. Right. Because I don't remember a time that I hadn't heard this album. Yeah,
3: I mean, and and that's sort of, uh, you know, when we go back and talk about these classic albums, that is, I think, a hallmark of all all these things and it's something we haven't, really talked about it. we're not going to explore it here because it's a it's a radically different conversation but, because like what is it about that that makes it feel out of time and but I I'm going to I'm going to posit right now that it is like this particular song we're going to do that and then come back to like talking about this is that when
5: Oh wait, you want to listen to music on this podcast? Yeah, yeah,
3: I know. I know it's crazy. Uh but if you had told me in 1997 in the spring of 1997 that I could comprehend what this song was. Like, now it's just like, yeah, this is a song. This is a great song. Mm-hmm. But if you, but the first time like, I turned on my little TV in Richmond, Virginia, and saw this, like, fucked up video for this fucked up song, it was like, oh, this is not the band that I love, and it's going to take me a while to adjust to it, and this is Paranoid Android. I am king. You'll be first against the wall. Song was written. that the line was written in in 1997, and that song is was written about a a thing that they feared, much like the Roger Waters album we recently talked about that had, that at had being British that they had experienced, and now the end of we're here time. in 2017, right. and you hear that. And you hear the rest of that, and you hear the violence in those uh, guitars. Johnny Greenwood has never, he really has never sounded more raw. Like, it sounds like he's opening up his hands when he plays it and everything. And you, as a guitar player, you know, like, that's not, to get that particular, like, it's not an effect. Yeah, yeah. It's it's
4: an attack um, on the instrument.
3: You know, that we are still, that this is so resonant in 2017 is. Absolutely horrifying,
5: That it's more resonant. I mean, I, I, yeah, this is like written in the end of the Clinton years. I mean, right. yeah, we right. were like all worried that he had, you know, gotten a blowjob from an intern. I know, um, and then oh, he <laughs> well, lied such, about such it.
4: Innocent oh times. my gosh, such innocent I, I, times.
3: I read an in- interesting article today, uh, and I'll have to find the link to it. But uh, talking about how around that time we thought, like basically after Reagan, like the Cold Cold War was over, and we thought nothing could ever go wrong again. We've made it. It's
0: the Frank Fukuyama, the, the, the end, end of, of history. history. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> we thought nothing could ever go wrong again, and and so for this even to pop up at that time mm-hmm. was just like a weird thing because we're it's like, no, guys, it's all good. <laughs> we're like, we're all doing okay. Well, it's like we way, beat, yeah. we beat the enemy, and, it was, and it's good to go.
4: It was peak neoliberalism.
3: Well, yeah. yeah, and so
0: I'm 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 weirdly not someone who thinks neoliberalism is a Bad word, right. although I often Sing. use it as, as such. Um, but uh, and also, Frank Fukuyama was my stepdad's uh, uh, PhD dissertation advisor. So,
6: boom. <laughs> so he, and
0: he was way wrong about the end of history, yeah. <laughs> uh, way wrong. as we, way as wrong, we way now wrong. Uh, clearly <laughs> know. But but even so, you know, even if we were living in a world with a with a uh, with a Hillary Clinton in the White House, we would still have all of the same macroeconomic trends of growing inequality of uh, essentially um, state-sanctioned violence against uh, people who aren't white predominantly, we would still be... We'd be droning a little bit. Uh, we'd be killing a slightly fewer people by drones, but we'd still be doing all of that. So so from the... I'm not even you know,
4: sure about slightly fewer, but...
0: <laughs> well, try, it's, it's, it's accelerated. It's accelerated. For the all people right. who, who think Obama was, was really bad on that, it's, there's it can always be worse, <laughs> always is be worse. my... Is my message <laughs> to all my diehard friends uh, from the Radiohead worldview? Though you know they're they're telling people to go read Naomi Klein. There, this was very much this this nothing about this album. I I, I don't want to give them credit for seeing that 2017 was going to be as screwed up as it is because I don't think they did um, because I think they 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 were the sort of Band that would always cry wolf no matter what. Even if if, if most of us were relatively satisfied with the political climate, um, Radiohead would still be very upset and and angry about it. Um And there's a there's a place for that. And 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 what that makes me think of is I sort of contrast them to U2, who I think are the are the sort of they're the logical comp generationally. They're right. just they're just U2 for people who are. Um, people who are, are angrier. Angrier. And, well, I mean, uh, every, every successive generation is a little bit angrier than the people who came before them for the most part, I hope, uh, if we're doing this right. <laughs> but but but, but you 2s <clears throat> brand of politics is still very much rooted in a kind of 60s sense of idealism, whereas right. Radiohead were approaching it from this, like, no, everything is fucked. It's not going to get unfucked. So we just have to hold on to this. To this anger,
4: it's like the old Tea Party sign: "Shit is fucked up and
2: bullshit." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shit
0: it's, is fucked up and bullshit.
2: There's an interesting musical thing I want to talk about too. Like with like, what I find with like a lot of British bands is that like they win because of their ability to like filter politics through the pop lens in a way that like American bands can't, because all American bands tend to think politics through the pop lens. Born in the USA, yeah, baby, that's what we're gonna do. Right, like that's what we're going to do. It's going to be this big, ballsy, loud, kind of like fewer chords, more like angsty, sing, rap, yell thing. But the, the thing that's, that's, that's crazy about this is like if you frame Radiohead like in where they were at this point as, like a, as an act, they were like one of the bigger, biggest acts in the world. And they were like three albums in. So like by the time you get to a third album, you're like, okay, well, we're good. Like <laughs> let's, let's say some stuff and let's do some stuff. And then it's, like, the stuff that they say and do is this thing that's, like, inherently politicized. But at the same time, they thought enough to think about, like, what do we make this sound like in a way that is earworming and catchy to people enough so that we can actually, like, not lose people entirely.
4: Yeah, and I don't think – I didn't even think that they needed to um, actively think how do we earworm. I think they have the U2 gift of – just being able to write the earworm, like they have a beautiful harmonic and right. melodic it's so, it's sense to the music.
2: It's such a dissonant album, though. That's the thing. That it's a dissonant me. album, I
4: think, in in large part because of the kind of instrumental choices that they made, the arrangement choices right. that they made, a lot of the sonic textures that they but added. That you can tell they were experimenting in the studio. In that,
2: in that era, there wasn't a lot of stuff that was this dissonant, though. Yeah. no, you're right. That you're right. Had that like pop connectivity. That it was, was not yeah. A, it was like a bomb. I mean, and we, like, go further. If you go further or deeper past this, there's, like, that becomes the expectation, where it's yeah. almost like making a three-minute pop song becomes the, the, the domain of 12-year-olds.
4: Which is why they turned it on its head right. going forward right after this. Yeah.
2: It's like... that. It's, like it's I, th- a, it's, I
4: always thought, like, The Benz, OK Computer, I feel like I'm still kind of waiting for the third part of the trilogy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where's my Return of the Jedi? <laughs>
5: Um, it's interesting that you would bring up Return of the Jedi, because th- we're listening to this, too, um, like on the remastered part. and We had this discussion about whether or not we were going to be discussing the newly released stuff or just this album. And I listened to the remastered version just to make sure they hadn't fucked with it, because every note in this is pitch perfect. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. is really well done and i wanted to make sure they didn't like add jar jar binks or some other stupid <laughs> bullshit in it like some remastered things will do um
4: micii used fast pedal
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah they don't Marcus just you really tell. don't need to no, touch anything on this on this album and it's and it's perfect um i always listen to it not as much as Looking at it from an authoritarian government point of view, I think you can definitely pull lyrics out and say that really kind of harkens to 1984 and where we literally are right now. Right. Um, but for me, it always is such a depressive, personal, hurts your bones kind of album because it's not talking about the government; it's talking about humans and how right. shitty mm-hmm. humans are.
4: It's like the and, wall in that way. Yeah,
5: exactly. And I think right. that there there is a lot of um, there is a lot of uh, parallel with with Roger Waters, and he's always been. You know this is where we are as humans this yeah. this has nothing to do with government this is it's just where we're first going. first
4: person experience of a shitty society
5: yeah and it's um a lot of the lyrics are really terrifying um about where we are as humans and it's not just looking forward to where we're going to go it also is where we were then um and it When I was listening to this again and thinking back to that time period, I went to the uh, Tibetan Freedom Freedom Concert where there was a lightning strike and a girl was struck by lightning and ended up in the hospital and almost died. And I went back and looked at one of the um, articles about it and here are two quotes from two sparkling human beings. There is um Aaron, who's eighteen from New York, and said, "I drove down from New York, and I don't care if they got hit by lightning. I'm sorry for her, but uh it would have i would it could have happened to me, and I wouldn't care and Then another <laughs> sparkling wow, thing bro. from concert goer andy he said. He was worried about his tall boys getting cold, which is funny because we're sitting here drinking uh, Budweiser tall boys. But he said, we're getting, this is a quote, we're getting Jewed out of the rest of the show. So Andy from New Haven was 26 at the time, which makes him 47 right now. So Andy, if you're listening... Fuck you then and fuck you now. <laughs> and Aaron, you were 18 at the time. You said your stupid ass piece of shit comment. And you are now 38 and possibly a mother. And I really hope that if you voted for Trump, you go jump in a fucking Gulf of Mexico because people were awful then and people are awful yep. now and we need to all kind of like pay attention to that. I'm really going off on a dark tangent. No, but I no, just like, no, was reading through this and like I was this at that concert. That I saw this girl get hit by lightning.
3: Let's cool it down here. <laughs> Comfortable. Comfortable. Not drinking too much. Regular
4: exercise at the gym. Three days a week. Getting on better with your associate employee contemporaries. At ease. Eating well, no more microwave dinners and saturated fats. A patient better driver, a safer car, baby smiling in backseat. Sleeping well, no bad and
5: useless is how
3: I spent most of it. the night. Do we all feel We're better, better now? Yes.
4: Yeah, <laughs> fitter, nice. happier. I
5: feel fitter yeah. and More happier. productive. Thank yes, yeah.
4: thank you. Thank you. For that. My note on that the, song. The end
5: of that song start, uh, ends with antibiotics. Yes. Yeah.
4: <laughs> My note on that song is, Left it on if passive, listening to album, switch past it if active.
5: <laughs>
3: interesting.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's not your jam. It's really... Uh, uh, let's just say the, some of the memories that I have of this album involve being on a beach, possibly having smoked marijuana, and listening to it on a disc man.
5: But only in a state where it was legal.
4: Only in a state where it was legal in 1997.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> if, if a beach is
5: closed to everybody
3: in New Jersey, <laughs> is it legal? Whatever you do that say, no,
4: you they, must have, a, they must have closed the beaches because of the, uh, the beached whale. You were just in a state of euphoria. That's where you were hey, in. We don't I was in a state of euphoria. i, was, I had a, unborn chicken noises in my head.
0: I, I think I think that song has aged. I, I So I like this album plenty. I think I like it less than everyone else in the room. And, and it's funny because in Radiohead Circles that makes me like – yeah, uh, like a blasphemer, and yes. like I would be. Blasphemer. You, you would, like
5: King of Limbs, don't you? You? Would,
0: you would burn. No, I don't. I hate that fucking album. <laughs> <laughs> I think although, they just although, they signed off on yeah, of I <laughs> do think I do think Radiohead's misses are more thrilling than this. Like this, I look at this, and it's sort of like it's just so fucking restrained and and perfect and it's not it's not restrained but it's just so well contained like it does everything it sets out to do it's restrained in a lot of
4: places yeah no it it and then has it this unleashes, very yeah.
0: it's it's elegant right yeah, and right. so and so to me it feels sometimes like uh, you know, it's sort of like I think Kevin and I are weird in in that we like horrible things sometimes better than perfect things, which is why we both like <laughs> Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad so do, and, the best
3: and all that. Because
0: time, because it's yeah. thrilling to watch something terrible and to be like and to see the turns where you're like, oh, this could have gone in a good direction, but it didn't. Right? <laughs> it's somehow more exciting. This when, is a fiasco, when, like, <laughs> so, right? That's um, a sickness. When, when <laughs> choices are so like so like, Hail to the Thief is a way more uneven album, but I've probably listened to it. More times than okay computer on the whole just because I just because every time I listen to this, I just think like yeah there's th- like like what like what am I gonna say what there are I, many times
5: when I there I I, I I yet
3: <laughs> the the because we do have to like compare this to the rest of our catalog this is album three they're on album what ten now yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and and we will not relitigate moonshape pool because there's nothing to relitigate it' fucking sucks it does not <laughs> well um but uh you know. It's funny you mentioned about them not taking chances or, or being, like, restrained or anything. You know, there was a, a level of pop craftsmanship established, certainly on Papa Honey, but most definitely on, on the Bends, right. And those were the ballads. Those were uh, fake plastic trees, um, high, and high and dry.
0: Stop whispering. Stop whispering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: oh my god you are yeah and just realized and
3: but but on this they sort of perfected them too, you know back to that idea this album has always existed and it will always exist this all has happened before it will happen again and time is a flat circle yeah time yeah all all of that and but this song uh this song let down i think is i don't know if it's a breakdown breakup song or a just I I don't know what it is, but but I know it's perfect. And every time I hear it, I'm like, yeah, this is what it is. So let down. So, so let down, that is. Um, fucking, perfect, fucking perfect. Well, it's, yeah, it's fucking perfect. It's gorgeous, that, that, gorgeous is the, song. that will eternally be the sound of my broken heart. I mean, that is. That's I, the
5: sound of everyone's it's, broken heart. It's the sound mind. of
3: everybody's broken heart. Like I, well, In 1997, I was dropping off a girl I had been named. She went to Russia to study to get her master's. And it was just a quick relationship. It was great and stuff. And it fucking hurt, man. And I go back to my shitty job at the bookstore. And I can close the door because I'm the manager at the bookstore, and I can play the advanced copy of fucking OK Computer, and I've locked into this. And it's just and, – and it, and it meant everything. And it still, at, at almost 45, means everything. I
0: had, to, I had to take my 18-year-old cat to the vet the other morning, and I'd been listening to this album because uh, I was preparing for this. And, uh, you know, cars now, they just sort of – your phone picks up on the last song it was playing – and, um, so I've got my 18 year old cat and I've been told she has a tumor. I, we don't, we don't know yet. There's a whole, there's a bunch of drama. Anyway, I'm thinking like this cat has lived with me in three different places. Like I fucking love this little Torty so much. And, and I turn the car on and um, no surprises is like the first song that comes on. So of course, you know, you can even like, the next five minutes of my life are me driving this cat and fucking bawling, right, and petting her and just telling her, you don't have a tumor, no surprises, Fisher. No surprises, keep it together.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Your cat was not comforted at all because the cat (laughs) is hearing all the sad undertones of that song.
2: (laughs) So so there's, like, this thing I was doing some research, uh, which I occasionally do before I do these podcasts, um, knowing that everybody else would be doing the research. uh, Like, they wanted to really try to make pet sounds, or make something that would approach pet sounds with this album. And I think that there's something in, like, the melodic nature of how mm. these songs are constructed that is very... like That's the the true, like, pet sounds thing with this. Like, there's, like, just the the millions of layers and let down where you're like, okay, so like like we were just talking about like there's like 37 things going on and you're just like and you can distinctly pull them out but you also want to hear them together so like you're, the way that your mind works, like for me I know you're probably the same way, where you listen to something and you're immediately pulling it apart but you almost are like distracting yourself from pulling it apart because you're like, on, I don't want to do this on,
3: on a tech, technical level on that and on no surprises as well there's a mix of left and right and I forget oh. the term for it um, panning? huh? No, um, uh, binaurals. Yeah, uh, There's a mix of left and right and the way that they do it keeps you, keeps you engaged and actually can induce a, uh, for lack of a better term, a level of hypnosis. Right. And so when you hear let down or when you hear no surprises, you know, you, you get these pinging back and forth so you don't realize are necessarily going on. And then you just sort of like blank out.
5: Well, it's also kind of it- – It's highlighted by how we're doing the podcast where you are starting at the beginning of the song Mm -hmm. and then we're listening to about three quarters of it and then it just stops. And it's, this is the first time that I can, I've been doing this podcast for a while. It's the first time I can remember like being, feeling physically jarred, like I've been hit when you turn the music off. Mm -hmm. Um, The architecture of these songs and the precision of it. I mean, there's so many, there's so many comparable bands that do this full force, you know, symphonic, full, uh, just, Layers and layers and layers and, you know, um, if you compare them to like Flaming Lips or something where you've got uh, kind of chaos going everywhere with um, Radiohead, everything is the precision on it. There's there's not an I-beam out of place. There's nothing out of place. And yet it still is just insanely gorgeous to listen to. It doesn't sound sanitized.
4: Yeah, I mean, it it seems like looking at it from a, a 2017 lens, it feels very analog. You know, like they it wasn't it, it wasn't there, there's a lot of really interesting sounds and sonic textures on this album. But it's not like they they, they punched in patch number seven eighty five. You know, into yeah. the, into the yeah. program. Right. Right. Even though they much, did
3: exactly that. Well, I mean, they did some of that,
4: but a lot of that is it's. A, here's a yeah. mellotron that has a yeah. very cool sound. Yeah. Here's this fuzz pedal that has a very cool sound. When I play it in a Dan Electro through a 1950s transistor amplifier or something like that, that mm-hmm. doesn't even have a preamp. I mean, they're they're using what they have around them and shaping their sound that way. I mean, yeah, and so that and then they're they're and then they're blending in the more digitized, automated uh, accents, but there's like a very organic sense to this album, even though it has a lot of sounds that are that are not familiar or not, can be a little bit jarring, um, which I loved at the time, was the fact that it was jarring, but I was like, I know that that's a guitar, but the, he's playing a guitar
0: there. Yeah, it has textures <clears throat> and sort of timbres that, uh, that still sound... Current Fresh. or even or even forward looking yeah. today, and and one of the questions I had, which um, hopefully someone here knows better than I do, is how much of that do we credit to Johnny Greenwood versus Nigel Godrich? Because because you know, like. <laughs> I I talk about pavement every single fucking time I'm on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but Here I was, we go. I'm just glad Nigel, to get a break <laughs> three <but> eleven. Nigel, <laughs> Nigel produced the last pavement album and as far as I can tell he brought fucking nothing to the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So so I so I've always assumed that this is really more of a kind of a Johnny Greenwood um and that and that the reason we have like a John Bryan sound uh is because of Johnny Greenwood, not because of Nigel Godrich. But but I don't but I don't know. I don't I don't really well, look, I can't Johnny, Johnny Greenwood
4: has certainly shown himself to be a genius in the interim yeah. since 1997. I mean, with the scores that he's done, and obviously um, a lot of the places that he's gone with Radiohead, and and you know a lot of their stuff post. I know we're going to get into post, but a lot of the stuff post, you know, I haven't necessarily been into, but I always appreciate artists going for something, even if they, sure. yeah. in my estimation, don't necessarily hit it. So um, you know, I feel like this was sort of a, a the bends may have been an awakening. I mean, Tom York also, I think is very involved in the songwriting as well.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and they, they were like reaching for something and they, um, they always have been, I mean, this is the M.O. of this band is that they keep on like pushing the envelope and and whether or not, like when we get to yeah. new pool, it's like, that's a failed experiment and that's fine. Um, but also at that point in the career, like, I'm out of patience for their experiments. But in this, they, they also pushed, you know, back to the pop thing. They, they pushed the uh, the limits of pop. And I think uh, this may be uh, – aside from Creep, this may be their biggest hit. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Karma Police came along, uh, paired with a video that was horrifying. It, it could have been get out yeah and if get, get out was probably right. inspired yeah. by it of course uh the last scene of get out yeah no spoilers but um but but uh you know this encapsulated the feel goodness <laughs> but also the horror yeah. um, of, of what we're living with now in fact so this is yeah. this is what you
1: it-
6: This is what you get. This is what you get when you mess with us.
3: this is what you get when you mess with us this is yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to point out before I turn it over to you Mr. Dallin because so you got a little story to tell yeah, I do that uh, because I, I am a scared as shit person in America right now I just switched to cider because it feels more continental <laughs> <laughs> so, so
2: <laughs> well, whatever that's you worth yeah.
3: you, cool. put, you put away the America right. I did
2: yeah. so like I, I was t- I was saying I was introduced to this record by a girl who I uh, was attempting to break up with and this was like her attempt to not break up with me she slid this album under my door and she was like, listen to this album. This is like the most amazing album I've ever heard. And I think that you'll find something in this record that will make us want to stay together. Um, <laughs> it's it's really? intriguing in the sense, because we were talking about how it is. This plays into something far beyond like dating or whatever. It's an actual like story that's related to music in the sense that this record is so soothing and the way that the melodies interact in this record is so profound. Like it is all over this album and that was the thing that made Karma Police work so well, uh-huh. which is the thing that made Creep work so well, is that they, like, just the artists that understand that, like, the interplay of melodies, like, works is a thing. And, like, it's funny. Um, at the time that I was listening to this album, like, this poor woman at the date, she had to listen to a lot of Dave Brubeck, and she listened to a lot of The Weavers. I used to play the Weaver's version of Sloop John B. like all the time because the guy that lived next door to me would like play this every single day. So we were adoring this stuff, and so that it's like it's funny when you get something like this. It's and like I pre yacht rock, right? And I learned later on in life it's that somehow they're... more dystopian than Radiohead. <laughs> <what I'm> no, <laughs> right. I feel so great. I, I want to go. Right, Hoist up soup chat. yeah. So really, listen- uh, it's that's like, like <laughs> that's like
3: the beacon you hear as you cross the Radiohead sea, right? So, <laughs> so like
2: I think it was just the fact that she was she is so used to like. These melodies just being like a yeah. part of her, like, exi- like, existence around me. Like, she just had to, you, you were like, and then I was also listening to Mama's in the Pop, and I were always like, harmonies were like a big thing, and melodies mm-hmm. were a big thing. Mm-hmm. And this was the era where, like, I was discovering, like, melody and harmony, they play together well, and you get the best pop songs when these things occur. And it's funny, when I listen to Karma Police as well, I, I can't help but to remember the end of this story which is the fact that I broke up with this woman by writing the words to No, uh, no Doubts Don't Speak on a sheet of paper <laughs> oh, no. and giving them oh, to no. her. And wow. that's I feel like I'm up.
5: finding out so much about <laughs> all of you. So, there's so, there's so, so many layers the, today. Gary,
2: you know by now this is what this podcast is so about. So when I hear the <laughs> beginning of Karma Police and it's that big, beautiful piano like open with the, with the acoustic, I can't help but think about it. Don't speak, don't speak, which was a giant hit in that same era. And it has that same kind of feel. And I'm like, man, this all really like, it, it's funny how like life and music will like dovetail together in like just the most awkward of ways. So it's like I'm listening to this album, getting ready for this podcast. And I was like going back and I'm going back through the notes that I'm remembering how I like came upon this record. And then I'm like, wow, this is the weirdest like triangulation of like bizarre shit in my life that I've ever Ever dealt with, and I, and I wanted to make sure I brought it to this podcast because there's actually something musical in there that's of like some kind of importance.
5: It's yeah. too bad that it's before cell phones, so you couldn't break up with her by text. No, I didn't.
2: I wrote on Snapchat. They, yeah, I wrote her a note and I
5: posted. Just it. On her,
2: a emoji. <laughs> I posted it on her door. Wow. I, yes. I was, wow. I kids, <laughs> you're looking at me like you're a horrible dude. Wow. wow. That's, yeah. Kevin, Kevin's lady is down
5: Jesus. here and giving him the same stink eye as me. So now it's <laughs> oh, yeah. two stink eyes. So I assume kids break up by gif now? Is that, is that I, what I happens? I think that's what it is. It's a yeah. Friday face emoji gif.
2: <laughs>
0: what, what gif? <laughs> There's a gif like.
3: That's good internet radio. <laughs> or it's just the, the Charlie Brown sad sack. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Um, so you know we we've covered you know the the sort of ferocity the politics and and, and the beauty of this and then um, eventually we're gonna to get to a song that is oh. look Radiohead has, has a thing they can end an album and they fucking nail it on this like they nail it on every damn album <laughs> uh, it's just what they do uh, but aside from that legacy because people aspire to that right. uh, most famously in my mind will go. And Wilco fucked it up about like four albums ago. They, they were going, they were doing, it and then they're like, "Here's twenty minutes of noise. Like that's not going to cut it, guys. It's not going to do, um, do it.
5: Let's try putting it in the middle of the album. Nope. Also, <laughs> <laughs> still <laughs> also a bad fucking idea. Yeah. Stop doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: so, so you know, going from 1997 on, and in, in, in a few short years, we would be faced with 9/11, where this album suddenly became relevant again. Although, then they quickly soon after wrote a direct response to George W. Bush in 911, which is "Hail to the Thief," yeah. which for my money, and I, and I think for for once, my lady is down here, Daria. I think this is this is one of your favorite <laughs> albums, right? "Hail to the Thief." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a remarkable fucking radio hat. It is it is it's pure anger.
5: Is that the first time your voice has been on the podcast? No. All right. It's been
0: it's cause.
3: been
5: caught in I've heard you referred to multiple times. But I've never heard your voice um, on the podcast. You know, but,
3: but but they've often referred to it. But it, it – it, you know, whereas that was a, a very uh, – much like the Roger Waters thing, a very raw, very abrasive take on what was going on then. They haven't ever gotten as subtle as they have like with this and all-encompassing. What do you think given what we know has happened in the 20 years since then, the legacy of – of this album was for uh indie rock now God. <laughs>
2: hmm. um i i listened to a, a marcy playground album yeah. i listened to an incubus album i listened to other radiohead albums and this this album in itself like defined every other i listened to a bunch of coldplay as well <laughs> and like any travis in there So, so, no,
3: no. no. So, that's,
2: that's, it's interesting you say Coldplay because Coldplay's,
3: people give Coldplay a lot of shit, but Coldplay's Yellow was a really good album of of Radiohead ballads. Uh, Rush of Blood to the Head was a really good mix, not as angry, but it is is a classic and it's fucking great.
5: Everything after
3: that, utter shite.
5: I used to describe Coldplay as if Radiohead was in a room and they were only given the. Syrup from Pepsi, not <laughs> not like the, <laughs> the not the mix, okay, but just this, the syrup that comes uh, straight out of the tap. I mean, there's this thing then with you there's
2: this thing where you go, we go get with Coldplay. Near the like in recent times, where they've gone straight EDM, and like you know, like they allowed Swedish House Mafia to remix every every tear drops. Don't they play
5: with um, somebody's favorite band, the Chainsmokers? <laughs> uh, yes,
2: they do. <laughs> yeah, do right. They do. Let's <laughs> not, not let about any of it. <laughs> so it's like. I listen to all of this stuff, and I say this only to say that, like, this album literally influenced, like, 25 years of, of music. Like, it literally, like, influenced, like – like, with their careers, it influenced, like, 25 every, – every American act that people have actively liked, like, basic people who like rock music, like, as a, as a, as a broad umbrella of people, have liked bands that have tried to remake Radiohead albums – and failed mm-hmm. miserably in doing so. Like miserably. Like not even like remotely, but like miserably in like the worst way. Like just making like F grade versions of like really great songs. That are even aren't even pop songs. Like, there's like bands that have tried to make like pop songs out of like throwaway B sides off of okay computer and you're just like Yeah.
4: But yeah. it's the same reason it's the same reason why, you know, you had so many B grade people who tried to be Lennon and McCartney or tried to be you know, Richards and Jagger. I mean, do we put Greenwood and York in sort of that same sort of two person totally songwriting can. category? I mean I I kind of I, I kind of should. do. I, think I kind of mean, do.
0: I think they get they get a lot of uh cred <clears throat> from from critics because this is you, know, gets when you use air up.
5: quotes it doesn't show up on the podcast, oh, right? Damn it.
0: Listeners listeners or, I used air, there were quotes, air there, quotes there. there. Just, yeah, Just so everyone knows. And that was in stereo. That was an effect. Yeah. That was Johnny Greenwood stepped in and helped us do that. <laughs> That's production. Uh, That's production value right there is what that is. <laughs> Thank you, Nigel. Uh, um, no, so, uh, you know, they followed this up with Kid A, right? Which, which, which at the time... It,
4: was jarring.
0: Right. And, f- and for a lot of music listeners, too, like, in, in, in the year, uh, whenever that came out, 2000 or 01? 2001. Right? 2001. Yeah. yeah. You, didn't, you didn't have, like, people didn't know Can, right? Like, you knew, like, one kid who knew, like, Krautrock. And he was kind of weird. And so and like you you, weird, you yeah. might have known some Miles Davis, but you didn't know the Miles Davis that they were aping on on Kid A. And so Kid A sounded like this totally new thing. I yeah. have I have a theory that if Kid A came out today, you would just be like, Oh well this there's already four playlists that do this.
3: Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and it wouldn't get it wouldn't get the same love that it did at the but 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 at so, the time so, it was there. So to so, so that so to so that point, like that that is sort of the legacy of this. Is like if you hear an alt band, like invariably uh an indie rock band with like Blistering guitars and, and like mm-hmm. layered stuff. Searing you vocals. you you go back to Radiohead, yeah, and you think like why is not that guy singing like Tom York? And I mean, look, our friends in Roadkill Ghost Choir, like like they they love Radiohead. Chad Clark loves Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Like it 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 infused everything with. Well, there's – and b- because there's, there's also something else
0: they did after, after Kid A, which was, which was basically the sort of boycotting Clear Channel and taking yeah. a very strong anti I, – I mean, I, mean I, think, I think those two things combined really mm. cemented them as kind of leaders of a, you know, and leftist counterculture kind of, yeah. thing. Well, they also right. released
5: in Rainbows and said, pay us what you want.
3: Yep. Yeah right right which was and but to that point in rainbows was the first time since okay computer that they actually dialed it back to make it making it a more make organic. it palatable right make, make make it make a pop album uh, and it's wonderful it is one is one of their best albums I mean I, I celebrate their entire catalog up, <laughs> up 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 to that point um, and and then you had but it makes me wonder because you know they they uh, king of limbs. Not Blah. not so, so weird. Yeah, I'll, weird, I'll, I'll no.
5: do the, I'll do the sound effect. <laughs> you
3: know, well, it's weird. It's like uh, it's uh, his his solo album, which was the Eraser. The Eraser. Yeah. It was like a weaker version of the Eraser, which didn't make sense for Radiohead to be in. Uh, then we got Moon Pool, which is whatever it is. You know, whatever you think it is. You know, I will arm wrestle you about <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, we we might do It'd that. Be the most boring arm. If if it's at all like the record, it's going to be. <laughs> very- <laughs>
5: very nice to like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a rambling uh, well i feel like pointless I feel like, I feel like a finger around, like two pinky uh-huh.
0: fingers squaring
5: on <laughs> and everyone goes to brunch afterward <laughs> with like a watered down mimosa I, No, i i I feel,
3: I feel like you know they i don't know what they're going to talk about next but like these the 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 fire in these albums has was was Stood up to the times, and and the reason I didn't like Moonshade Pool because it didn't just didn't speak to anything to me that was going on. Like, I don't care about Tom York. I care about his what his view of the world is, and that's what I got out of Moonshaped Pool. And everything up to that was just sort of like, this is this is how we are going to parse the world. We're going to put it in like maybe pretty boxes for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not
5: going to sit here and talk about why I like. In shape pool. Okay, no, no, no. But I think a lot because of their sorry, been done and done. No, go ahead. Yeah,
4: no, I feel like a lot of their post uh, okay computer um, output. You know, they 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 they're a daring band. Mm-hmm. They're not looking to do anything that's conventional. They want to push boundaries, and I'm all for artists doing that because you're gonna you are gonna fail sometimes when you when you when you try that. And I think if you probably caught some of these guys, if you caught Greenwood, you know off mic and through, you know, a couple of songs off a moon-shaped pool or, you know, King of Limbs at him, and he would be like, all right, maybe that's not the strongest stuff that we've mm-hmm. ever done. But they do show kind of a, uh, a U2-like ability to just have good songs. Like, the actual crafting it, crafting me. of their songs, you can hear it. Even in some of their weaker output, you still hear that, like, okay, I, get, I see that hook that they did right there, and, and there's, like, really, really great song craft... That they that that they do, and you can tell because they're just they're really really
0: good at it. Did anyone listen to the B sides for this? Yeah, I, I, I did in passing, and they
3: were they well, were the, fairly pedestrian.
2: Yeah, right.
0: right. I mean, the B sides were
2: also old, but it's the B sides.
3: The B B-side, sides were like uh, meaning people is easy, and there's some good stuff off that. Right, and, and,
5: it's stuff that you've heard if you've seen them in concert yeah. a number of times. Mm-hmm. You've already heard those songs because they they produce them. They but they decided that they weren't right for the album at the time. I'm wondering, if they're not right for the album, then why are you re- re-releasing yeah, like, them they, 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 they like they're video, right for the album now? They're they did not video, release them as a separate album.
3: They did a video for I Promise, mm-hmm. which isn't a good song. It's just like, okay.
5: I mean, it's, it's an okay song, but it's not... Right. It doesn't compare it, to anything like this. It clearly didn't fit. Right. Really. I'm, I've listened to that second half, basically, a couple of... I'm just going to treat it like a whole separate album because mm-hmm. I don't want anything to touch... Yeah. Mm-hmm. This. Yep. Um and, and to to mm-hmm. kind of speak to a little bit of what Ian was saying, I think if you expect and we touched on this a little bit with the moon shaped pool thing or you guys did, it's if you're expecting something from them and then you don't get it, it's mm-hmm it kind of, it's heartbreaking because this band has now come to mean so much to you. Kid A was tough
4: for me for that reason. Kid A, I,
5: I feel like every time a new Radiohead album comes out, I, you know, I get it and it, you know, I purchase it in whatever format is appropriate at the time, whether it's album or cassette or, um, or CD or, you know, download. And then I look at it like it's a small bomb. And like, I kind of want to poke it with a stick a little bit first because I don't know mm-hmm. if i'm gonna hate it and feel heartbroken or if i'm gonna absolutely it's love it
0: it's more afraid of you than
5: you are yeah. of it. just remember that. <laughs> there's a, there's there's a, a weird, is that a copperhead road yeah. reference um, a weird the, but, but like but for, for moonshaped pool yeah it wasn't groundbreaking it didn't tread new anything right. it's just a collection of what i found to be lovely songs that i like to listen to i'm sure. not going to go back to it this, however, like okay, computer, I'm not allowed to listen to it at my house because my kid says it makes me too sad. But yeah, I, I, mean, it, I listen to it as but, much well, as this, I can. This in sets car. The
3: standard for you have you you are like ripped out of like your your place and time, and you're just like, okay, something has to happen now.
5: I feel like it changes I, your DNA. I mean, yeah. it is that in in the in the whole thing. Of I cannot remember not. Knowing this album, I can't believe I never heard this in high school. Right. I can't believe that this didn't come out when I was in college.
3: And, and in a very subtle way, I think you compare everything you hear that it remotely sounds like this.
5: I can remember the the month to, that to every that every REM album came out.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean,
5: I can remember where I was, what grade I was in, exactly where I was, and, and yeah. time. I can't remember when this album came out.
4: This album ruined music by white people for me for like a generation, for like <laughs> ten
2: years. <laughs> it's, It'd uh, been a long time coming. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't listen to. There's a cool. There's a cool thing with with Radiohead. I feel is like they are a band that like, because like some bands are like always creating music and it's like always kind of like a thing and there's always the possibility of an album because at any point they could have ten songs that are ready. I feel like Radiohead is this kind of band where it's like. And a lot of your and a lot of like British bands especially are this way, where it's like the time comes to make the album. They go into the studio to make the album. Yep. They work through the process of making the record. So like everything you get is everything you get. So it's like no matter like where they are, like emotionally, mentally, so like you know, psychologically, sociolo- sociologically, it's yeah, like sure. they go from the beginning to the end, it's worked out and that it is presented to the world. So you never really know what you're going to get.
5: And, but if you're the Verve, you have a copy of the Rolling Stones anthology under your,
2: oh, <laughs> under your arm. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Get
5: sued for, and then right. you have to pay them all of your money that you make <laughs> yes. on that right. one song. But that's that's what happens
2: when you when you go into that process of making that record, and all you do is play the Rolling Stones record that, over <clears throat> and that, over. That
5: also came out in 1997, by the way. Yes,
2: <laughs> yeah. it did. Oh God. But it's, but
4: it's but it's but it's interesting because this is their third album, and I always feel like with your with a band's first two albums, you're kind of like. What you're getting is the output that has, has, may even have been, you know, songs that they wrote in their childhood and all of everything that's come up to that point of making that first album. Once you get to the third album, then you're kind of like, you have to get into the work of songwriting, not mm-hmm. the. You know the inspira. You know these. This is inspirational stuff that I. You know I remember I came up with this riff when I was in high school. You know it's like no, I have to sit down and actually write an A section and a B
2: section and a
4: bridge and how many times am I going to get through? Because how many creep, bars? Yeah, it like,
2: sounds like always sounds to me like the best song that ever won like a high school talent show. Yeah, ever. Right. You're just like man. Like there's like some chords in there where it's like you can see like the kid up there like sophomore year like. Right, with the yeah! chorus, with the chorus well, on the guitar, and then he yeah. flips on the fuzz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's just, it just always felt that way to me. So it's like you listen to this album, and it's like they finally sit down there like grown men, and they're like, wait. Yeah, exactly. So we have, we have to make the record, and we have to talk about all the stuff, but at the same time, we have to make it a good pop record, too, because, you know, we have fans now.
4: Well, my, that weird, except, I don't even yeah. think, except I don't even think that they thought that way. I think they just write that way. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I don't. I don't think it was a conscious effort to say let's hey, let's come I mean, up, let's 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 put a pop song here. Probably a, you know, at least it's like feels just, like
2: the one song on that on this whole album that like feels like always to me like an outlier because it, it definitely feels like the most like prefabricated thing. See, I I, 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 like I can see where wrote, you could
5: say that about Moonshape Pool. I like, think I feel like that one is they do take a step back and they say what's going to be listenable, what's going to make. The people that liked all these old albums yeah, yeah. want to listen to us again. No, I would totally agree. And these are things that can be easily uh, put forth on a radio or you can put this into a, a playlist and it's, and it's going to be fine. Yeah. I, I agree that there are maybe one or two songs on this album that are like that, but I really think this was much more organic. And I yeah. can see where if you are expecting something from Moonshape Pool, which I'm going to go back to one more time and then I'm done. Sure. It is just get off
0: moon shape pool. I just cannot.
5: I cannot stop talking about it because it is disappointing if you expect more from them. I stopped expecting anything from them when they put out the last five years of, (laughs) I'll call it dross. But um,
3: whatever. Which is an interesting thing because. You know, we talk a lot about bands and like what they're supposed to do and and the reality is they aren't supposed to do anything. They're just supposed to be a band. They're supposed to make music. Whether you like it doesn't fucking matter. And the I think the issue with Radiohead like that I personally have is that they do something like this that doesn't just mean something like personally to me. It means something to like people across the world. And if you if you study it agnostic of even the music, like what they're talking about it, Like there's a lot in a lot of their work. There's a deep like exploration of modern politics, that conversations that need to be had that other artists just simply weren't having. And now when we need that, that when they do other stuff, it does hurt because I don't know who to look to. Like, Coldplay's not going to give me that. <laughs> and I certainly don't want it from fucking, like, re- Rise of the Prophet machine or whatever. <laughs>
5: like, you know, you know not, there, you there's not... You don't look to cage the elephant no, for, no, for I, answers? No, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't
3: want it from, like, the... The Prophets of profit. Yeah, Prophets oh, of Rage. Prophet? Um, I, I I don't want it from the necessarily angry, uh, misguided youth. I want it from people who have understood it. who are right. your
5: contemporaries. And who my contemporaries
3: to help me explain it, to help the things, the little glitches in my day where, where I, I'm like, yeah, I got this. And then I see some stupid fucking tweet and I'm like, this makes no sense and the world is going to end.
2: And I like when I get those G-chat messages from you. Yeah!
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Radiohead has made you
2: turn to Dowling. <laughs> but in a sense,
0: they've already given you that, right? I mean, it's wait, just, wait, they wait, just happened to give wait, it to no you in 97. No, I, I know, I know. But but I, I don't know that... I mean, I, th- I think there's a good reason that that every single musician who's ever been anointed as the prophet or the truth-teller of their generation has emphatically rejected that mantle, because um, I don't think it's something anyone wants, except for maybe Bono, who is maybe worn it, worn, it, worn, it, worn it for a couple of decades too long. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 He, was like, he was like, "Yes, I am." In fact,
5: uh, <laughs> but you, you, I mean, you don't want you, you don't want poster. to see Paul Newman doing an ad for McDonald's. <laughs> you you no. want well, your I, I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a sexy ad.
1: <laughs>
6: <I'm>
5: Big Mac. <laughs>
3: I I I have. Um, have, yeah. you, have you have <laughs> <with laughs> no respect? I have I have
0: I have I have two final thoughts for me about this album, and I'm probably done talking about Radiohead for my adult life. Um, <laughs> in, a, in a good way, in a good way. The fir, a good, the fir- but you are you gonna, uh, you're still going to wear that T-shirt? <laughs> right. Well, this, this shirt only has a few more wears in it. I don't know if you can see the holes, <laughs> but uh, um, my first thought is that. Uh, the reason I like Pablo Honey and the Bends so much is that there's this promise and there's this sort of openness of like, what is this band going to do and what are they going to become? And from that standpoint, this album, even though it's, it's, as we said, like perfect, there's part of it that's still a little bit of a letdown because it's the end of that, of that arc or something. It's just sort of a like, well, this is the thing that they were building up to and this is the thing that was all put together Right and um, and sometimes when you get to see the monster in the horror movie, it's just it's like less scary. So you than see the this as the
4: return of the Jedi than, in the trilogy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, um, and but is so it that's the my, one that that's they my,
5: edited Jar Jar Binks into, or is it? <laughs>
0: they're, yeah, they're gonna splice Hayden Christensen into the uh, flashbacks. Whoa. Of this. Um, that's that's my that's my big sort of sad thought about the album is that there's the, like I sort of think about it as a sad album yeah. partly because it's about the loss of potential for the band because it was sort of like they they're going to do something big what is it going to be and then they did the big thing and it was big but but like you sort of missed the promise of like when they hadn't done the big thing yet. See, on the see, one hand, yeah. uh, see, you but said, how uh, is that their fault? But, but no, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. That's and that's and, that's and that's and that's my big sad thought. My my small sad thought is see, that they put out
5: a perfect album and now there's nothing. There's nowhere else to go. So it's, it's, there's oh, no so, else to go. I mean, so really so my much today, smaller sad thought as a, <laughs>
0: as a as not a me. as a as a thirty nine year old person. Is I'm now wondering how many sounds do I not hear that I would have heard at 19 if I could afford the speakers that I can afford at the age of 39, right? And to have the stereo setup that I do as an adult. Just because of like how our ears decay, and I'm listening to this, and I'm like, wait, am I hearing sirens? Like, is there is there a police car behind there's me? All kinds of stuff. Is there are, like so. there's there just so many weird noises. It's like and, seeing the
5: northern lights, and, lights now. Yeah, and when, like and like my ears are even, old. I don't know when what. When you fuck. see the northern lights when you're young, that's when you see all the colors. If you see them at our age, they're black and white.
4: See, I think Edward, you made a point earlier that's in true. the in, in, in the pod that you weren't going to give them credit for sort of like being <laughs> ahead of their black time, red. forward looking. I'm going to – I actually disagree because I feel like this album, if there's an overarching theme, it feels like – and this is in 1997. You have to put yourself in this in this place of, of saying all of this technology is causing us to lose our common humanity. Um, and I feel like if you look at where we are in 2017, I mean, how can you look at that and say that that's not – that, that wasn't prescient at the time. I'm Swiping right on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the
3: good swipe. Yeah, but you a, are but married, it, sir. At, <laughs> at, at, at the same time, that, that's that's a, a patently tired argument because, like, it's take, tired
4: now in 2017. It was it was revolutionary. No, I don't think it was tired, no, it was tired, it was tired it was in, was in a, 97. Fear of te- the fear of technology. I mean, there's always is... been a certain fear of technology, but oh. but but but, <laughs> but we were at the we were at sort of the dawn of the internet age where yeah, yeah. we've you know, we've sort of flattened the barriers to to personal contact, but it's also opened us up to all sorts of, like, hideous personal contact.
5: Yeah. People, <laughs> people are just as horrible now as they were then. Right. People were Except just, we have Twitter. We, right. We think that we're getting worse, but I think from the comments that were in that article from 1997, when a girl got struck by lightning and yeah. people were saying horrible things about no, we're it... we so
3: opening the blinds. We just
5: have... We have more... Um, Actual platforms more, yeah. to display our more. horribleness yeah. then, mm-hmm. you know. There's no comment section for OK Computer when it came out.
3: That's good. That makes us the comment section <laughs> right now. <laughs> Once you get the time machine, um, I want to uh, want to wrap this up, and I, and I just want to I want to go out on a note. So we're going to listen to it, and everybody's going to say. Usually, we do something at the end of these podcasts, but I think this is at the. At the very least uh, one of their most beautiful songs that they've ever done. But it is maybe one of the most beautiful. I mean, it's, it's fucking phenomenal. Uh, but we're uh, going to listen to the tourists. You guys are going to listening out there. You're going to sort of fade away. and Come back on Monday. Thank you guys for coming down and eating hot dogs and, and all that. And this is the tourists.